1: Hey, McCoy. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay is out at the Suns practice facility, and we'll be calling in here shortly. How are you guys doing? Happy Monday!
2: Good, good, yeah. Happy Monday to everybody.
3: We're just glad to have you back because things went uh, a <laughs> bit awry. Uh, I'm I'm not as adroit at uh, hosting as I used to be. So
1: I listened to Friday's show, and just the amount of chaos around the ad reads was really funny because it made me feel better about my really chaotic ad read a week before that i was like okay at least we're all on the same page oh it was
3: i had to apologize to max our sales guy for how bad they went so
2: they they did they did go off the rails
1: but they were funny still i twice. found them yeah. entertaining i yeah. laughed through that so. i
2: don't know there's something about us but every time he <laughs> talks i just want to interrupt him and so uh yes. yeah i did that a couple times My man. <laughs> yes. feels like
1: it i feel like you guys if there was like a work relationship like you know they say you always have a work wife or work husband well you guys are each other's work husbands and wives both of them anyway happy monday everyone <laughs> thanks for being here we do have some really exciting news that we're going to share with you off the top of the show because we can't bury the lead
2: well we could
1: let's not do it no. so I'll tell the people what they need to know
2: let's go fucking hang out son yes let's go take over it's first ever son's takeover we got 50 tickets for, uh, for sale right now, and you can come hang out at the Portland Trail Blazers game. You get a ticket to the game. You get free beer. You get a buffet of food over at the Ainsworth, and then we walk across the street. We just mob together and have a great time uh, watching Dame Lillard get uh, the brakes beat off of him by the, our Phoenix Suns.
3: There is not—you can't get more entertainment uh, for 75 bucks anywhere. No. You get to hang with us, which, yeah, you can take it or leave it. But you get great food, free drinks— And you get to go hang out at a Suns game. I think that is is about all you can ask for.
1: Yeah, so we're going to social that out. We'll put it in the Discord, of course, and make sure everyone, all of you guys, can find links and access to all of that. But plan to come hang out with us because it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. And like these guys said, food, drinks, Suns basketball – Hanging out with your friends, like what more could you ask for for a Friday night?
3: It's gonna
2: be fun. Right. And so. if
3: you're a member, you can get first chance at uh, yep. getting those tickets. That is so, true. look out in the Discord for that link and via email. So, we'll be uh, we'll be hitting you up soon.
1: oh, What an exciting way to start a Monday show. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Okay, let's bring in Gerald Bourget. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wah- wah. Hi, hey guys. Gerald.
1: How-, How are you? I'm good. How are you?
3: Good. Glad
4: you're back and that we don't have any more ad reads that are going to go horribly off the rails this <laughs> week.
3: <laughs> Gerald, you ye of little faith, we'll have ad reads that go horribly off the we rails know. with or without Lindsay. This so is
1: facts. This is true. That's Gerald. a fair point. So, Gerald, you were out at the Suns practice facility because they had practice today and then some other things were kind of happening. I think my biggest question, though, first and foremost, is where the hell is Cam Johnson's extension?
4: That's a good question. We are less than an hour away from the deadline now to get a rookie scale extension worked out at this point. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't have an extension in place by that 3 p.m. deadline, uh, which is unfortunate because I think we've talked about this before. That salary cap is going to shoot through the moon with that new TV deal. So even a deal approaching 20 million a year is not going to be as significant a few years from now. Um, And you kind of don't want to have to go through restricted free agency again. You know, they they got DA at a slight discount by not giving them that five year max. But as we saw over the summer, like the business side is hard to keep separate from the emotional side of things. And if guys want to be here and if they're good, you would like to get something worked out. But uh, it's not looking too good on that front right now based on the fact that we've heard absolutely nothing about it.
2: I mean, I there there have been plenty of uh, times in in sports history where things come in either right at the the, the deadline or a little bit afterwards because you just didn't realize that it had already gotten processed. So I don't know. I still have hope that something in the next thirty minutes uh, we'll get some word. But uh, that's why we left Gerald in the transformation center part two.
3: <laughs> Gerald, I don't know if you have the answer on this. I you know I have some speculation but i don't know for sure who's making the call on this with robert sarver suspended and looking to sell this team does that decision uh to allow a contract extension to be on the books fall with uh the sam garvin who's acting as the governor of the team right now and does it does all this become more complicated because they're trying to sell the team
4: I think it has to. Uh, At Media Day, James Jones had said, you know, they're going to go through, you know, top down hierarchy with starting with Sam Garvin and working their way down. They're going to approach it as they would. He didn't make it sound like there would be any limitations based on kind of the fluctuating state of who actually owns this team right now. Um, So I don't think it's something that would hold them back from getting a deal done, but you just never know with this type of stuff. If it was the case where, you know, his hands were totally tied, it's not like James Jones would come out and say that publicly anyway. Um, I, I do think that it's not a factor here, but it very well could be for all we know.
1: Have you heard any whispers being over there at practice? Like, was there any sort of like telltale signs or indications that we might get a Cam Johnson extension before this deadline passes?
4: Not really. I mean, Cam was just kind of shooting around, practicing as normal. And, um, you know, normally when we get in on practice, it's after practice where they're all just kind of shooting around. We don't get to see much of practice itself, unfortunately. Um, You know, we did talk to Mani and DA and they gave their thoughts on on a potential Cam Johnson extension, the process of going through that. Um, But there wasn't really any indication one way or another about whether he thought a deal would get done. We were hoping to get a hold of him, but the Suns had some sort of team meeting that they had to kick us all out for. And then by the time we got back in, he was gone. So, uh, you know, I don't want to read into anything along those lines, but not really an indication either way. They're pretty uh, tight lipped about this type of stuff for good reason.
1: Anything else from practice that kind of stood out to you, Gerald, outside of the extension talk?
4: Yeah. I mean, not, not particularly. I I think the extension talk was the biggest thing Monty had said, you know, I I feel for guys that are in this position and if they want to come to me and talk to me about these things, like I'm always happy to, but for the most part, he just kind of keeps his distance and lets the business side sorts itself out. And then DA obviously was a great person to ask about this because he went through this process last year. It didn't work out in his favor. Um, So he said that his advice to Cam Johnson was just control what you can control. Um, He said Cam's a smart dude. He's in good hands. He's been putting his head down and focusing on the work. And that's really all you can do in this type of situation. Um, But aside from the contract extension talk, obviously, everybody's pretty excited to get back to work on Wednesday. Um, You know, a lot of guys have been asked this week, is it is there a little extra something to this game because it is the Mavs? And they've kind of tried to downplay it. But Monty said today, like, I'm not gonna lie to you, there is that emotional component to this game but we're going to try to approach it with the right perspective because once the ball's up in the air, it's another game. You're focusing on that instead of the, all the side stuff and all the narratives surrounding this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine like as much as you might want to pretend that there's not emotion involved in opening night here for the suns against the Mavs. There's definitely going to be some emotion yeah. involved.
3: But uh, by the way, we've added in the top corner of the screen, the cam countdown clock. There is now, <laughs> 49 minutes, 47 <laughs> seconds left nice. to get a contract extension. So uh, you, you get that right there. So.
1: All right. One of you got to keep uh, Woj and Shams bombs on your phone. So uh, let us know I'm if more, you see
3: one, okay? We'll, we'll keep my phone
2: stays vibrating, so. Okay.
1: <laughs> Gerald, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, hopefully we hear something soon. Maybe you'll still be there. And I don't know. Somebody will Zoom chat with you. Who knows?
4: Yeah, I'm going to stick around for a little bit, see if I see anything. But, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Also, I forgot to give you injury updates. Cam Johnson, campaign should both be ready to go for the season opener. Amani oh, said no way.
2: For, for real. Full
4: practice oh, participants. Shocker. And Landry Shamit, uh, he is still considered day-to-day with the left hip strain. It looked like he was practicing a little bit more. They than should, just they the should definitely sit him and, and make sure
2: that he's 100% rested up uh, for when he returns. So, she- I, you know. Just, just as long, yeah. Hey, listen, hey, today's not the day, Landry. Give it, give it another couple days, and we'll see.
3: I assume, I Jay's, no I assume Jay's still banished as well. Uh, that hasn't, that hasn't changed either.
4: No, we have not had a Jay Crowder sighting, and I doubt that we will get one. Unfortunately,
3: uh, I'm going to put you on, go uh, uh, on the spot again here. Another question has come up. Do you know, since the team excused him? Is he going to lose pay for games he misses? I, I assume not. I would
4: assume not because they did. it did sound like a mutual decision as far as we're going to do you a solid and keep you away from the team until we can trade you. I, I don't think it's a situation where he's losing money, but even if we ask somebody, we're not going to get an answer on that anyway.
1: Right, but typically unless it's like a – refusal to kind of play sort of yeah. a thing then they can start finding well, him and I'm I'm
2: sorry am I confused what is he doing right now <laughs> but, but
1: when they put out the joint statement that they mutually agreed to not have him come to training camp that was them being but like, how okay, do you fine, think that
2: was going to pass. start though
1: but it's on the team to make that decision <laughs> is what i'm saying you can either you can either put all of the pressure on the player and blame them entirely and then start finding them or you can mutually agree to find a better avenue a good trade or some way to mutually separate man, getting
2: paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to just sit at the <laughs> house chilling playing ps5 man what a life
1: yeah that's that
2: a was, dream
3: that was the pandemic for some of us <laughs> <laughs> just kidding
2: oh, man. that's
3: what kind of job were you doing before you got here corporate marketing and why, <laughs> baby
2: And why did you leave i, I took you a step down hundreds of you thousands guys. of dollars <laughs> to do that uh, oh my god poor life choices
1: but yeah he's definitely getting <laughs> wait did we get Cam Johnson news? Hello, Did just it. hit us in the, in the chat.
2: Let's look. Oh. Oh. Gerald. Dun,
1: I don't see anything. Dun, 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 dun. Hello, are you lying to us?
2: <laughs>
4: I don't see anything.
2: This it, is hello. bullshit.
1: Oh, he's, then they said the news is that there is no news. Thanks, hello. Oh. Damn it. You Rude. got well, this is, us.
3: This is why we, is why we don't Something listen a... to the chat. Something All a...
1: right. Well, Gerald, thank you so much for popping in and giving us your updates. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you later.
3: Sounds
4: good. Thanks, guys.
3: What Gerald doesn't know is during that, I messaged him and told him he has to stay in the parking lot to see if he can find Cam uh, until three o'clock. So
1: I was really hopeful because, okay, so when Gerald had mentioned, obviously, that they had they went in, they talked to Monty, they talked to D.A., then they were ushered out because they had to have like a NBA players meeting or whatever. But that after that meeting was over, they would likely be able to talk with Cam Johnson so I was like, "Oh, okay. So they're just finalizing things, like ah. sending things off to the league to make sure everything's kosher. And then after this meeting, we'll be able to talk to Cam, and they'll announce that they've had an extension agreement. And then the things would be all hunky dory." Oh, that's so
3: cute that you. I know, right? Cool. You were you were in that building. You've been in this business.
1: Nothing works like that, Lindsay. Lindsay, oh, your
2: innocence no. really befuddles me. My what? Your innocence.
1: I just like to think that at some point in time, we would just have nice things and continue to water those nice things. No. Look, though, right?
3: two, two things for me. If I'm Cam Johnson's agent and I know the salary cap's going up, uh, what what's the benefit for me to lock myself in on that 20000000 uh, you know, million? You're taking a chance if he, if he gets injured or craps out this year, obviously. But with the salary cap going up, with a potential deeper pocketed owner coming in before next season. Like, I don't know. I might roll the dice too, if I'm cam.
1: Yeah. But then you on the flip side too. And I know that this is probably not a thought process of cam, but it's a thought process. I'm sure of people out there. What if he doesn't hold his own in the starting unit? <laughs> well, what if he gets a really in- insanely bad injury? That keeps them out for a long time. Like those are things you also have to consider.
3: Yeah, but I'm I'm of the belief: bet on yourself, right? Because if that happens, he could sign a one-year prove-it kind of deal, right? If he wants, thinking that he can come through, or he accepts. Okay, I'm going to make ten million a year, and I'm not going to cash in at twenty-five million a year. I mean, in in the big scheme of things, is that really that big of a deal? I mean. I'd rather bet on myself and accept that I may have to take less, but I could wind up hitting big as well. For-
2: it's 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 it goes both ways though. I mean, like like Dennis Schroeder is a cautionary tale. We have mm-hmm. talked about that. Yes, hundreds of times. He passed up an eighty four million dollar contract. Thought he thinking <laughs> he was like the next one. Nah, son. So you know, Cam can also look at that and be like, oh, you know. How, how confident am I in my own ability, abilities? And I think that's what you're kind of pointing to.
3: Yeah. Uh, the other thing, it was asked in the chat, uh, this would be the same situation we went through with DeAndre Aiden. Right. He would be a restricted free agent, and the Suns would have the ability to match any offer made to him. Now, that's rolling the dice for them, too, because some team where you knew DA was likely going to get the max from a team and you just wouldn't have to put the fifth year on, somebody could – way overpay Cam Johnson in a market to a point where you're not comfortable paying it because he's not, he's not a max guy. So that's, that's a big risk they're taking on the opposite side. Somebody could go, that guy could be a, a top three guy in my rotation and the Suns are already committed to the kind of money for their top three and they may have to let him go. So that's a big risk on both sides. But the, I know Gerald doesn't think it had a big impact, but not knowing really who's in charge here, a sale being possible, and and not knowing what a new owner would want to do, those all just make this a a crappy situation for Cam to be going through a contract negotiation right now.
2: Yeah.
1: Somebody in the chat said that their uh, conspiracy theory or putting on the tinfoil hat, I think it was Bailey, uh, said, I think that... It, was it Bailey? It, yeah, we're yeah.
2: not going to give Cam one, so the narrative that they hate DA oh, yeah, gets downplayed.
1: It disappeared on my end, <laughs> but yeah, so that it basically it makes it seem like this is just common practice for us, and it's not an isolated thing. That doesn't with this make particular it
3: better. Player.
0: Yeah,
1: no,
3: that, <laughs> that just goes, We just we just play hardball with all our players and give them yeah. the finger.
1: No, <laughs> I agree. I think it's worse. I honestly, that's one of the other reasons why I was so hopeful that we would get this. Figured out because I do think it's a bad look on the organization to always allow your players to make to go to restricted free agents.
2: Yeah, no, that's I don't good think that's
1: a good look from from a player's perspective. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at as a free agent, looking at multiple teams that want to offer me um, contracts to come play for them, and there's one who it's like one A and one B, and one has a track record of always dragging out extensions and paying people, I might think twice. Well, and.
3: It's, it's playing a bad game of chicken again. Like that could wind up costing you more on the back end or cost yeah. you the player altogether. So what's the point? And I don't think we can say there's any way of doing business. That's going to be the norm here because you don't know who's signing the checks. Too much is up in the air. Uh, you know, and I just, this may be that cam and his people want a much higher number than the Suns want to go to at this point, right? And, and maybe that changes next offseason based on play and based on on who's signing the checks. But both sides are going to roll the dice if this goes beyond the 40 minutes, 46 seconds we have left. Here,
2: Hello, said so. so If you aren't Booker or Shamit, you don't get a contract <laughs> before the deadline.
3: <laughs> but both different ends of the spectrum there for sure. So.
1: All right. So we talk about gambling a lot on this podcast, we and do. I love to use this as a transition. <clears throat> if there was a gamble on the DraftKings sportsbook app that this gets done in the next 40 minutes or does not get done in the next 40 minutes which one are you taking
3: I'm going to say it gets done I'm going to say it's not going to get done because you had all that time and now we're in the final 40 minutes of it it just it seems like a stretch
1: It's like waiting for the just sake of waiting like, yeah. what is I, the point of this? i mean they
3: could they could have it agreed upon and they could be screwing with everybody and they'll drop it right at three just to be like look we came to a last second agreement but that benefits nobody so. yeah and then
1: that opens the door for questions of like well why was it a last second agreement <laughs> what was so difficult about this negotiation process well
3: we agreed two months ago it just took a while to write the press release
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't know but listen you guys basketball season Is officially back. I think we can finally say that. It starts tomorrow. The Suns start on Wednesday. And over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they've got promos for you guys. So new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can make any $5 $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Um, every customer can also boost your guys' winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. And we've said it before and we'll continue saying it. DraftKings makes watching sports and basketball specifically so much more fun. It's just a whole nother like game within a game mm-hmm. when you have money on the line and you're cheering for your team or you're cheering against a team. It's just, it heightens the experience. So I highly recommend you guys download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Again, make sure you use that promo code PHNX when you sign up and it'll get you some free bets, the potential to get some free bets. Um, just a r- reminder though, there are minimum age and eligibility restrictions that do apply. See show notes for all those details. And gamble responsibly.
3: Lindsay, you know what it's a real gamble? What? Leaving and making me read the
1: ads. <laughs> is it a gamble or is it just something that I know what we're gonna get? And like we've just accepted it's it. It's
2: a gamble. It's a gamble.
1: Is it? Oh, it's, it's a gamble. A gamble. I it's a gamble. A I think it's 90% so, we so, get but,
2: chaos. But it's also but it's also Espo's gamble because he didn't ask us if we wanted to do an ad read. He just did it all on his own. Let's
3: be fair. Mm-hmm. A couple of those, you interrupted me and caused the train wreck. This is true.
1: You <laughs> did throw a wrench in the machine. So, hey, you, said, you said, let you me, just, me just throw this bomb and see what happens. Somebody's got to be the resistance, and
2: I'm happy to do so. Uh, yeah, I enjoy that. Also, what I enjoy is going to Four Peaks yep. to uh, you know taste a nice beverage from their brewery. Uh, they have wild wheat. Obviously, you guys know all the, the whole drill, uh, but it, we also have... Events that we do out at Four Peaks, and our next one is actually a, a tailgate of sorts for Coyotes Hockey's home opener.
1: Nice. Yeah, so that will be fun. How was the the hockey game?
2: The the issue takeover yeah. was awesome. That was a fantastic night. It was a really cool event. Um, and uh yeah, we the post game was insane. If you haven't followed PHX Sun Devils, you absolutely should. They'll be giving you updates on the hockey team all year, but. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, we got the Coyotes one coming up on on Friday the 28th. That'll be fun. It's free to get in. have a good time and uh, drink a lot of beer and then head over to the ball game.
1: So, have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah.
2: it's
3: nice to hang out outside now, Not nah,
2: a ball game. The hockey. The hockey.
1: We it? knew what you were saying. The puck? Yeah, it's, it's a puck.
3: Just,
2: they well, don't call it a puck barn. Game. No, no, no. I, yeah, <laughs> like, what do, you, what, do they go down to the, go the down rink? rink? The rink. 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 Damn it.
1: You know, the thought was there. I know. I you tried. Did well. You did yeah. well. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> but you got compliments from the chat for your transition into it. Thank so. you. Thank solid you. work. Solid work for sure. Solid. Four peaks. You have solid. to be 21 and older. Oh,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. There you go, and Emma. Emma. I'm trying to drink responsibly. responsibly. Yes. Mm-hmm. 21 and over.
3: Look at look at Emma. Just, See? Just team, team effort. Coming in team here effort. saving us that's on what the I like. Agreed. Harmony. Where were you last week, Emma? You didn't help she me She tried out. to step up, but it wasn't I happening. tried and I got talked over, so I just said, like I all refused. I
1: refuse. All right, let's talk a little more money. Not our money, but other people's money. <laughs> the best kind of money to Specifically, let's continue talking about the Suns money because this is a Suns show. So, listen, I know that we're all kind of over-talking about this and we want it all to be rainbows and butterflies, but it just isn't, and we're going to keep talking about it, so just deal with it. There was an article <sighs> from Yard Barker that highlighted what Arizona Sports' uh, John Gambadoro said about the DeAndre and Suns contract situation. Since we're talking about contracts... Let's just talk about it again here, okay? So here's the quote that they had shared um, that Gambo said, and basically it was, for a year now, we've kind of assumed that the best case scenario for the Suns was that somebody else would max out DeAndre, and the Suns would just match the offer because they'd save a year and about $45 million. But then he goes on to say, when a sign and trade started to become a possibility— Look, the Suns still don't want to pay a center $30 million per year. That's just not what they want to do. They don't believe in that. They like the Kevon Looney angle. Let me pay a center 10 to $12 million and his backup $5 million and spend the money elsewhere. So then within this article, they went on to basically ask the question that we all asked like a month ago when this kind of all sort of seemed like it was going to be settled and over with. Are they in a good position where we're going to see D.A. in a Suns uniform long-term, or is this still just like a holding pattern to try and get off of that contract because they don't value that position for that high of a dollar amount?
3: Look, that's just stupid to me. You shouldn't value the—it shouldn't have to do with the position. It should have to be—do with the talent you have at said Mm -hmm. position, right? And DeAndre Ayton is just a step below the Embiids and the Jokic's of the world at center, Right. And I don't understand why, oh, well, we'd rather have a Kevon Looney. Really? You'd rather have Kevon Looney there uh, and take that hit there both offensively and defensively so you could invest the money where? In your backup, you know, whatever? Like, I'd rather have one of the best starting fives in the league like the Suns do right now and go into the luxury tax if I have to. Because you know what the Warriors also do? They go into the freaking luxury tax. Spend they have a like a 430 million dollar, uh, you know, salary cap this year. So, I don't I don't want to hear this oh, we got a nickel and dime it at the center position so we can make a, another position better. No, you commit to just paying the guys that you have that are great talents and figure out how to spend the money more so in other positions in creative ways. That's your job.
2: But to answer your question, Lindsay. <laughs> I <laughs> Lindsay I think... had a
3: question. I just I heard we don't want to pay DeAndre Aiden, and I just saw I thought red.
2: You're gonna go there. I was like, <laughs> and then <laughs> and it just then? never came. Um yeah, I, I listen for DA specifically, it's gonna be really hard here. Let's just say he makes it past the trading deadline this year. Every single year. Mm-hmm. he's going to be talked about as a possible trade um, prospect. And that's not going to be cool when it gets to the point where they, you know, he, he gets another contract extension on the line. He, he At that point, he won't be a restricted free agent. He can go anywhere he wants. If they put him through hell just to get every little nickel and dime, he's, he'll remember that and he'll definitely leave.
1: Yeah. I also think it's just like you're not – you shouldn't focus on – the position and how much you want to pay that position, like you were saying, you pay the player regardless of the position. And if you have a player like DA, you also need to kind of, and we've talked about this a couple of times, you need to create a game plan around the players you have. Like, yeah, sure. You could have a system and try and attract players and find players who fit into that system. But if you have a player with a high talent level, you should also build the system semi around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
3: yeah. And I, I mean, what are you gonna be able to get a guy that has the talent on both ends of the court that you have with DA at one of these other positions? Like you, you really love gonna... get a lot of love in the chat right now. So people like we will <laughs> love was crazy crazy in a
2: variety of different ways. But uh like Jay says, I would love to see Espo and Stephen Ace.
1: I would also love to see that. Look,
3: but to me, like <laughs> could, could you get could you get a player of that talent on both ends of the court for the money you're supposedly going to save right because you're still going to invest in that math 17 million into your center position so you're only gaining another 13 million you're really going to be able to add another piece that gives you as much talent as having da there i just this sounds like nickel and diming and i hope that this all changes when you have a new owner in place that doesn't want to nickel and dime this crap
2: so, uh, I'm not trying to distract from the the message that Espo just gave out, but we have a comment in the chat, and I'm going to say this as best I can. Uh, Bravo, Espo, di giulio, così si fa, saluti dall'Italia, Forza? Forza Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but did we, did we it just Italian? says, I
3: think it, it's Italian, right? It is Italian. It just says, good job, Espo, tell him to do it. Greetings from Italian Italy, italy to phoenix hey oh thank you and i know i mispronounced my last name when it comes to uh the appropriate Italian <laughs> mispronunciation so um he like espo needs a tinfoil podcast i mean we've known
1: we that for a long start time that, that maybe, would be so fun maybe
3: we'll do that as a separate uh, video section listen where i, just I do could get down tin on foils. a
1: tinfoil podcast right. i think it could be hilarious
3: that would be pretty hilarious <laughs> Just me in a padded room with a tin foil just... hat on. Look, though, I mean, at some point, you just have to look at this and and make a decision. Either you're moving on from DeAndre Ayton or you're committed to him for this contract. Make that decision and, and commit to it one way or another and accept what comes of it. Because if you want to talk about bad vibes and distractions, the easiest way to do that is to keep stringing this poor guy along mm. uh, and, and making him wonder, am I going to have to move my family in six months yeah. and doing that over and over again, eventually will corrode the family that you've tried to build in your locker
1: room. Well, and the article went on as well. Obviously this was the writer's kind of opinion, but their thought was that if Deandre plays the same or worse than he played last year and the year before, we're going to continue to have all of this speculation this conversation yeah. will continue. But if he takes a step forward and really goes out and dominates, then that might be the only thing. And even that is questionable if that squashes this conversation. I, I, don't,
2: I don't know. I think we're at the point now where I don't think it, it'll ever be fully squashed. You know, unless DA starts getting you, like, MB type numbers, then, yeah, it's all going to be squashed because there's no one in their right mind that would ever trade somebody like that. Um, but, you know, let's just say he gets to, like, 23 and 12 this year still going to be in the conversation because mm-hmm. now he's even more of a valuable uh, prospect right. for the contract that you'd have to pay out so i don't think it's ever off the table to be honest with you
3: you're probably right i mean at this point unless he's an mvp candidate you're never going to get past yeah. the, the the comparison that comes with it so yeah. so you're always going to have <coughs> this conversation that's why if they're gonna move on from him, just do it when when he's eligible this year and, and stop stop the BS, right? Yeah. Because it like, starts to remind me of the oh, is Sean Marion gonna be here yeah. or not? Yeah. And eventually you wait so long you get you don't get the value and, and your championship window closes. So
1: you know who has no problem getting paid? One, me? sir, Charles uh, Barkley. Oh yeah. So did I you like, I know this you guys saw <laughs> Charles and TNT have agreed to a new 10 year deal worth, quote, well north of $100 million. So I've seen, I've seen anywhere between $100 and $200 million for this 10 year contract, which is insane.
3: It's extremely insane that Chuck is getting that. And they re signed all of the, uh, all of the inside the NBA guys, which TNT had to do it right. Mm-hmm. You got to roll with these guys. That's they're the best show on television. They're the post game show that is only surpassed by us. So I mean, you gotta uh, you gotta sign them long term, and I'm glad for Chuck because you know what? He was a superstar in an era where they got paid all right, but they didn't get paid like these guys. This is Chuck's. Big payday here. Yeah. This $200 million. Uh, and it, it's life changing for his entire family, too, which you know, I, I love that too. When people get generational wealth, and you know what it means? We're going to get even more Charles Barkley content because which if you're paying him 200000000 million, you, you're getting you're never more than going
1: to be one upset show, about. That. So. Honestly, okay. You know how we went back to the whole, like, we kind of conspiracy tinfoil had at ourselves when that whole. Um, idea of Charles moving to that golf network Oh yeah, that it was basically either an ad in and of itself for the network or it was just a way to entertain like he entertained that as a way to to convince these guys to give him even pay, more money
3: pay me my yeah. money
1: it worked it, it did <laughs> clearly it worked would you guys ever sign a 10-year deal You have have commitment issues
2: if you have to ask me that. I
1: mean, a 10-year deal. You got married. That's a lifetime. I'm not saying 10-year, $100 million contract. I'm just saying, like, on our normal level, (laughs) would you sign a 10-year deal for a job? Not We're not talking relationships. I got married. We're not talking relationships. I'm talking about a (laughs) job. (laughs) That's
2: cannot. A job. (laughs) He's like, no, but I want to say
3: this. (laughs) Like, no.
1: No, just a job. Would you sign a 10-year contract for a job?
3: If I'm getting 200 million, yeah, I said
1: on our level. On
3: our level, yeah. I mean, there's something in this business. There's some, and in any way of life, there's something to be said for stability, right? Yeah. If that's I know true. that I have a guaranteed paycheck for the next ten years, as long as I don't do something stupid, yeah, I'd do that.
2: Oh, it's just it again. It would depend on cost. Yeah. How much am I getting? Are there escalators? Mm-hmm. Are there things that are going to keep me interested in this motherfucker for 10 years? <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to know all that stuff. So I, it just, it's definitely, if I had to lean one way or another, probably not.
1: 10 years is a really long yeah, time. Yeah, because you could think. To like, be fair, 10 years for Chuck in this particular situation, money aside, TNT for him is, is kind of like the creme de la creme, right? Like that's yeah, the talk for him. <laughs> But well, like for us, it's the top. Like, where yeah. do you go that's better or bigger than what he's doing right now for that no. that company? But yeah. but what my
2: point was is like, okay, cool. Like, they might offer you something now. When you're talking the millions, like whatever, that's a little bit different. But for us, you know, like somebody could offer you something today, you're like, oh hell yeah!
3: And then ten years later, you're like, man, I am getting I bent my- over <laughs> on this fucking deal. <laughs> well, but that that's what you do. You, you sometimes you have to trade in a little bit of that growth for the stability. So it comes down to much like cams going through with 24 minutes left. Like, do I take what, what I can right now and guarantee that stability or do I roll the dice knowing that I'm immensely talented, but there's nothing guaranteed. I'm of the mindset where I am in my life right now that I take the 10 years of, uh, of security, but in, in five years, I may be in a different mental place. Mm
2: I'm all about the goat. Let's go.
3: <laughs> I just feel like I feel like in ten years you change a lot. You do change a there's whole lot there's a lot going on. That's a very long time. I feel yeah. like for his situation, if like I would take it if I was in his situation, but if it was just like a normal job, fuck no. Well, should we offer Emma a ten year deal right now? Make her choose <laughs> she would turn it before down. the end of the Emma show. Would turn Allie, it down. Like, Allie. <laughs>
1: you can't you can't take all of Emma's youth.
3: Ten years, one million dollars. Yes. <laughs> one million throughout the ten years. Not each year. Do you take it? Right now, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> Emma's just like no. The,
1: the, I think a lot <laughs> of it has to do with your age too. Oh, yeah. like, are you at an age range where you can bounce back if something fails no, on you? I'm not. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that's what a lot of it could come down to as well. At twenty one, you can take a gamble on yourself because you got plenty of yeah. time at 41 maybe not so much
3: but i think that's i think that's what chuck's at too like he's at this is the last contract he's signing for anything let's be honest he's in his mid-50s he's talked about retirement before i mean this is it so if you can get 200 million to say sayonara this is my last big paycheck damn straight i'd do it
2: (laughs) Okay. okay um also uh hello neil thank you for joining us from australia
1: Hi, we've got some Australia stuff coming up soon, so stay with us. I'm a little uncomfortable
3: by what Jewel said in the chat. Jewel, I'd sign a 10 year, $100,000 contract, even if it required me giving Espo full body massages on the daily. I don't want that, so I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, but thanks for the offer, Contract <laughs> <isn't> it? <Yeah. laughs> It's a weird statement, Okay,
1: right? when you guys are watching a game or a show or something, do you pick the show first and then get your food, or do you get your food and then pick the show? Like, are you the type of people, if you sit down to, like, eat a meal and watch something on TV... Can you start eating before you pick the show, or do you have to pick the show before you start eating?
3: No, I, st- I start eating before I pick the show. Oh, really? Yeah. As well what are you? Fun fact: We don't watch shows uh, when we eat.
1: Mm, I mean, that's probably smart.
3: I got a five-year-old home.
1: And she's not eating before she existed.
2: What did you do?
3: Uh, usually, I think we would uh, pick, do the food, pick the food before we pick the yeah.
1: show. Okay, Emma. What was the question? You do you pick the. F- Well, yeah, like, do you, or do you just, do you have to find the show before you actually start eating? I'm not, well, so I don't watch shows, I, I, like, watch podcasts and stuff, don't, Whatever Saul. you're
3: watching, do you have yeah, to pick, I pick it before it. I you She's just it it or an or okay that. boomer to you. Right? I have
1: to. I have to. Pick she's like, show. I
2: don't watch the flick. <laughs>
1: They're just not interesting anymore for <laughs> me
3: Any, anymore. Like she's been watching TV forever. Her it's whole just Not life. interesting anymore.
1: Her whole I'm whole 21, life. not 10.
3: <laughs> the, okay. pro- the
2: problem. The problem is, is Emma has never seen standard def, and she's <laughs> never seen like a tube TV. You know She's what I mean? She's never so, had to
1: get off the couch to change to the change, channel?
2: Yes, you know. Like You're in the
1: re- acting like I'm like, like, <laughs> a fucking yeah. child. You've never had to you do those yes, things. Did. No,
3: you didn't. Yes, you not even know what Standard Deaf is. Are you kidding? I was like, is Standard Deaf a rapper? He sounds good. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys. No. Oh, I, God. no, i God. No. I've had like TVs like that where you have to actually get up and physically touch the little thing. What <laughs> <laughs> so back said, in my day you had to turn the, a dial yeah
2: you had to put a fucking uh, uh a, two pieces of metal. A, a playing card in between the, <laughs> the little thing so you can make the adjustments to get the screen to what you want to do man oh Wait, my gosh thing?
1: I, oh, was oh, yeah. in, I was i oh, know yeah. about these tvs but i never had to actually you ever, get, you never <laughs> have well been, fuck
2: like, you Lindsay! i have have live in a hoity-toity fucking no, household I'm just like you i in that
1: middle ground where like i'm aware of what you all had to do but i just didn't have to do it hey i am not on my parents' health insurance anymore <laughs> where are we
2: going with this what? show right now do do? she oh. wants
1: you to understand that she's fucking grown she son. is a
2: grown-ass woman she's
1: grown <laughs> Rude. her
3: mom's got to be
2: like our age so that's a scary thing
1: <laughs> my I mom was actually born have in 69 so i have a son that's, that's nice. older than emma okay yeah let me get back on track okay, yeah, let's this, do this went way 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 out to left field unintentionally The whole purpose of this conversation was to tell you that if you need help deciding what to have for dinner tonight before you sit down and watch whatever show relaxes you, creates a good night's sleep for you, Chop Shop is a really good option. Oh, Man, that was cool. I was a, like, we're quite, the, "Quite a way there. Where are we going on this river
2: you of nonsense?" A, you
3: just <laughs> exposed that ad. I
1: congratulations. <laughs> I did.
2: So, what you're gonna do tonight is you're gonna get in the car. When you get in said car, you're gonna put the knob in shift. When you put it in shift, I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing right if now?" If it's dark, turn first, on the headlights. and a third gear, Oh my goodness! Make
1: sure you don't accidentally put it in reverse. <laughs> Hello. Said, "Wow, what kind of a ten-minute transition was Holy that?" Holy shit! I love the last time.
2: No, I took an ogs before this show, and I was like, "Damn, this is a long-ass fucking way to get to an ad, is it well, not?" I can't have no concept say, of time right now. All I'm like, fuck.
1: I literally needed you guys to say, "Was yes, I start eating my food while I'm picking the show, or no, I have to pick the show first and then I start eating." It was choose that simple of an answer. A yes or like, a no answer. I even <laughs> took it down this road. Poor
3: Cam lost ten minutes of his contract possibility Holy while we were doing Christ. that ad not even the ad the transition shop Holy shop crap. is a wonderful place if it you're is looking for food fantastic food. go there we had it's it for fucking lunch amazing. it's great
1: for dinner you, you don't love have it. to pick what tv show you no want idea. or listen
3: to Lindsay. still watch
1: also if your couch <laughs> is not comfortable or you need to get hooked up with a great recliner hey more emma furniture do you, do you have your a couch? Viewing, <laughs> your viewing fuck you yeah i do <laughs> It won, not it. Sorry,
3: I'm screaming. I'm going to calm down real quick. Did I go to Blockbuster, Eli? Yeah, I did.
1: I had a childhood.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay.
1: (laughs) You guys have bought, like, 400
2: (laughs) stuff, Emma
1: today. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my
2: gosh. But these seats are hella comfortable.
4: They are. are.
1: So, you know, you can spruce up your home during the More Furniture Fall Sale. Morefurniture.com. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Okay, now that you guys know oh my about God, Chop Shop and furniture. start on Wednesday.
2: Jesus. <laughs> Emma's we not prepared for We this. have hit the end of the mind. off season. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Go to, to go to kid. <laughs> Emma has a
3: futon that identifies. No, <laughs> no, I have a full-on couch. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> oh, the whole show's
3: exposed. No. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Okay, but that was hilarious. Oh, I'm sorry. That was laughing. really
3: funny. I, I like have bought my, smile my own right furniture,
1: <laughs> now. bed, everything, guys. My <laughs> bed is my <laughs> no. I'm done. Bring Shane back. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about campaign Dude. and what needs <laughs> to be done to oh, get yeah. campaign back into form for the 2022-2023 season. A lot. Machine. This is an article that Gerald wrote for gopeachnx.com and he goes really into detail with all of the stats, of course, and more quotes and things of that nature, but we're going to give you kind of the cliff notes here. First and foremost, Gerald did ask Monty about this topic specifically, just to get his thoughts on what he thinks kind of could be helpful for Cam or what maybe focal points they should be putting all of their eggs into that basket for. And here's what Monty had to say.
0: He had moments last year where he, you know, was a partner in carrying us when Chris was out. Um, I go back to, the playoff series versus the clippers when we play without chris he we don't have campaign we don't win that series he had stretches like that last year um i think the one thing that hurt him was the, the makeup of the team you know playing with a diving big all of the time i thought it hurt him um the year before that he was playing with dario and frank and those guys were popping and he had some clear lanes to the basket last year i thought he was playing against the crowd um but when you look at it in totality i thought he had a a, a good year not as consistent as he would want i think he's going to be much better after you know some talks that we've had and just his focus on both ends of the floor like i've, I've seen him already fighting like heck to get over screens and you know that's that's a guy that wants to do more than just the offensive side, and he, and he, he wants to have a much more consistent year.
1: So quite a few things there that Monty kind of pointed out that could help campaign get back to the campaign that we know and love. Did
2: we, just, did we start the show over? We, the countdown went to 50 minutes. We gave Cam <laughs> more time. Wait, wait, oh, we're we not ready the yet.
1: countdown? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. It's okay. We know there's 15 minutes. We, we We've got we watches got and clocks and phones and all those things.
3: Monty took so long, it just restarted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of the things that Monty had just shared right there in that soundbite are a lot of the things that Gerald kind of dissects within his article. The three main bullet points that Gerald kind of highlighted here are, one, make open shots. Obviously, that one is pretty (laughs) self-explanatory.
2: You kind of need to make
1: open shots to be a decent (laughs) basketball player.
2: It goes without saying. but, But so this is where I feel like this is where I oppose Espo. But at the same time, I kind of, I know where he's coming from, right? His drop from one year to the next was so drastic that I just feel like numbers wise, from a statistical standpoint, there is an in between somewhere in there. And I think if we get that in between, that's what we, that's like the baseline for a lot of Suns fans is, is somewhere in the middle. Like he shot damn, He was like, what? 48%. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So
1: field goal percentage, uh, he, last year was 40.9%. The year prior was 484 That's That's a difference. Do you 10% want to talk about open almost. shots, though, or wide open threes? The percentage differences between these two years. So it's open or wide open threes. Last year was 34.1%. The year prior was 45.6%. 45. 45. That is drastic. Yeah.
3: But the difference here is if, the one year, the, the eight games in the bubble and the cha- and the finals run year. If that year were more his averages in his career and he dropped to where he dropped last year, I'd be right th- there with you, Saul. But the problem is his career averages were closer to what he did last year in totality than anywhere near what he did in his first 82 whatever games with the Suns the bubble and uh and that that finals run. So to me last year was just the real campaign introducing himself to Phoenix. This is I'm a big guy in in believing data, right? And if I have what amounts to six full seasons of data that suggest he's one way and then one outlier season that says he's a 48 percent shooter and and that he's going to shoot well from three i'm more likely to believe the six years and the fact that this guy was out of the league at when the suns called him up playing in china that that's probably more the campaign we're going to see now if he could lift him a little bit it, it's okay but i just i feel like it's more likely the guy that's always been than the outlier
2: i think I, I see what you're saying and I understand like the the track record, but my track record is simply Suns based and in this in the time He's been with the Suns, He's been better. He's been more better than he has not Um, You know, but we're getting to the point where you know, that's that's gonna meet in the middle because of his play So I I, I tend to think that the eighth game bubble stretch where he was I mean he was really really good in that's in the in the bubble and then obviously the year we went to the finals I wanna say it's it's just it's probably a notch or two below that is is the performance that I think we hope we get. Um and if it gets a little bit better, cool. And but it can't get much worse than what he did last year. Especially mm-hmm. listen, open threes. I mean that's that's an NBA that's an NBA player's job is to knock those open threes down. That drop is really significant. And so I'm you know, I'm hoping that he improves back to where he was and and then we can stop talking about the backup a point. A little bit position.
1: closer, yeah. too. because And we'll dive more into this after we finish talking about these points within the article because we do have a really interesting kind of thought experiment plan for you guys. Uh, shout out to our friends over in Australia for that one. But next up in this article, things that campaign can do to get back to form is use floor spacers to capitalize on drives. Now, Monty did mention this in the clip that we just played a little bit ago that in his first season, he was playing with Frank Kaminsky and Dario Saric, who, of course, create space for him. And last year, he didn't have that so much with the centers that he was playing with and JaVale McGee and Bismack Diombo a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This year, obviously, we don't really know exactly what Dario's role is going to look like. Maybe a mix of that four or five spot and then Jacques Landale. But we, Jacques has given us hope, at least in what we've been able to see from him.
2: Yeah, especially off the bench. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, the spacing thing is legit because, you know, Bismack and, and Javel don't give you anything from the perimeter, so they can't space the floor out for shit. Um, so I, I get that. I do. Uh, and Dario's a, a very good uh, playmaker with the ball. Um, so hopefully with Jacques, and, and Jacques appears to be a similar type of, you know, at least it, somewhere in the same ballpark as as Dario. So being able to to, to shoot from the perimeter is a big thing. Because it gives you spacing, so that way there's driving lanes, and guys have to collapse, and when you kick, then that's when you get those wide-open threes. So, I listen, I think that's a, that's a legit—I think that's probably the most legit part of this whole thing, um, is just the spacing. And listen, when you feel rushed, because you know you have bigs that can't shoot from the perimeter, and they can't torch you as much as you, then— um, you know, you you adjust and sometimes you rush. And I think that's what happened a lot last year.
3: I think it will help him as a distributor for sure. But I I don't think that's going to help him hit at a higher clip. He had good looks last year. He had those open threes. He got to the basket. He didn't convert there. And while it'll be nice to have more ability to distribute, if he can't hit those shots uh, at a higher clip, it's not going to matter if he can kick it out to a guy or not. He has to fix his shot first and foremost for it to be uh, for it to be successful. But yeah, this is more of a second unit that he he thrived with in year uh, in his first year here, obviously minus Cam Johnson uh, than, than it was last year. So hopefully that is part of the key to unlocking.
1: Mm-hmm. And then finally, the third point in the article: find consistency and balance. Again, I think this one you could go and be like, Yeah, n- no duh. Yeah, of no course. Yeah. But Good it one, is Gerald. something it is something <laughs> that is important. Like
2: who is this guy that wrote this article?
1: It would be it's it's much more effective overall from an individual and a team perspective if you are consistent in whatever it is that you bring to the table. When you're super hot, super cold, or the the classic, when you get too high and you get too low, Mm -hmm. you tend to screw things up far more drastically than when you're just even kill. When people know what they can rely on you for, it creates a better environment, not only for yourself, but all of your teammates as well.
3: Why do I feel like you were staring at me directly when you said that? (laughs)
1: Because you is were that, staring at is me. That, is that what
3: you're implying no, I am here, No, not at no, all. I, I agree, though. He wore he wore his emotions on his sleeve, which when it's going well, that's great. Oh, he's the heart of the bench. He gets them fired up. But when it goes south, it goes so south, like in mm-hmm. the playoffs, where you almost can't play him at all, and you can't have drastic swings like that. That's That's just not where you can have athletes that you rely on. Uh, all the time, so yeah, he needs to he he needs to get that in check as well. Like these are three major things. We go, oh, this is such a simple list, right? But they're the exact things that Cam struggled so damn much with last year. That yeah, duh, this is what he needs to do. But
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, duh, he didn't get it done. But these these
1: small things, if you can really hone in on the small, like the basics, you can become so much better. Mm-hmm. You can find. Just, again, consistency within your game and that reliability is so much bigger than anything else that you can bring, especially in a backup guard role like campaign when you have an aging starting point guard like Chris Paul. And that was one of the things. So there is a quote in this article from Monty when he was asked about this situation. And Monty said, you know, it's a balance. Like, this is where the balance came from, of course, right? The balance of being aggressive but making sure that everybody else is taken care of on the offensive end. Yes, Cam can score the ball, and they don't want to take that away from him. But at the same time, if he's out there with a guy like Cam Johnson or a guy who can roll and pop, Cam Payne also has to be able to take advantage of all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's where the balance kind of comes from. Again, this article over at GoPhNext.com. By our very own Gerald Bourget, with far more insight and details. But this leads us to this thought exercise. So, our friend, wait, wait a
3: second, that wasn't a long read for a new ad sponsor with like calm or no. something.
1: I, <laughs> I thought Lindsay was Maybe. like, if you want to get your
3: mental stronger,
1: we could we could hit up calm. Let's hit them <laughs> up. Could. Let's hit them up. Max, put them on the list. Um, Ozzy Suns fan pod talked about campaign recently and they brought a very interesting thought up so i'm gonna we're gonna play this clip and then we're gonna talk about it
3: Camp, campaign campaign
2: was disappointing last year no doubt about it but we are fucking losing our minds over a backup fucking point guard like seriously guys what like Mate, doesn't mean he's gonna shoot for 43 and a half no, I agree. He won't. I'm going oh, under fuck. with that. I, I don't. Hey, think um... it's 43 and a half. <laughs> but who the fuck have we? Who in the NBA has a superstar backup point, point guard? Who? Just give me one team. I'm searching. There is none. There's not very well. There's not very many. I should say. You know, we we have this idea that we we kind of had one, but now we don't, and now that's gonna basically cause the entire world to crumble uh, right beneath our feet, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean, Golden State had Jordan Poole as a backup, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you go out there and you look across the league, Tyus Jones is a good backup, but there there aren't very many. And if you want to say Russell Westbrook was a superstar backup, he was never a superstar backup. He was a superstar at one point, and he's not that anymore. So you can say he's a superstar backup, but you'd be dead wrong.
3: First off, Mad props to the Aussies who uh, first entertaining but also having the balls to drop that many F Bobs with a child drinking a <laughs> bottle on screen as well. We'll go a lot of ways. I don't think we'd quite go there so uh, tip the hat you doubt my, my, tip my I mean,
1: maybe maybe on screen makes it a little different but we've quite literally had oh, your you wife in chat saying you Roe probably, is watching the show and Saul rattle But up I wasn't holding her. You <laughs> should
2: you should probably talk to my kids like anytime.
1: Well,
3: I just I I respectfully disagree with you so. <laughs> for the first time ever in this show's history, I respectfully disagree. I actually have the list of backup point guards here. Mm-hmm. Boston has Malcolm Brogdon, already better uh, than solid. campaign Patty Mills for Brooklyn, better. Uh Dennis Smith Jr in Charlotte, I'm not going to say is better.
2: But Patty Mills had a bad year last year. And he was kind of, he's <laughs> he's kind of on the downside of his career too.
3: Caruso and Dragic in Chicago. I'm not counting Dragic. Why would you not count Dragic? He's bad. They have, they have a second and third string point guard that I'd rather have over uh, I would campaign. not want Targs. Uh Spencer Dinwiddie in uh in Dallas if you count Luka as their point guard. Uh Denver has Ish Smith. Been there done that, don't need it. Uh well, Jordan Poole like, like we talked night, about. So. TJ McConnell in Indiana. Yeah, but I think the point is that none of them are like
2: high-end superstars or anything they're not well, even they're not, not post- even high end.
3: you're not gonna have a high high-end as, as your backup because he'd be a starter somewhere but else. that's what i'm unless, saying is like unless you've you're, you're unless you've drafted well.
1: but i mean look at how well that played out for the warriors last year
3: yeah i mean having
1: yeah. a super solid backup point <clears throat> guard definitely helped.
2: he's more than solid though yep. he's way more than solid well, yeah. he's he's he could start on any other team in the league so he's like the anomaly
1: but, but that's th- that's kind of the point, right? But you right? won't find that. But if you're willing to pay, if you're willing to go in and pay the luxury tax over maybe pay a guy who is that good to bolster your bench, create that environment where you can have a guy who should be a starter come off the bench for you, that would be a but, game but, changer. But the
3: Warriors didn't even know how good Jordan Poole was until last well, year. they drafted him, though. See, this is where, where James Jones's F-them kids mentality backfires, because if you don't draft young guys, you're never gonna have a, be in that situation. But, but they don't but, have a good development program as it is anyway.
1: Well that's another, but, issue, that's another issue, but that we should probably but, talk about That's another, not the point of the question. Here's more people. I'd rather have
3: Jose Alvarado, I'd rather have Markel Foltz, I'd rather have DeAnthony Melton. Like you act as if there's not. Would guys you would rather out have there. Markel Foltz. Yes.
2: Like, compared to last year's pain, yes, uh, yes, okay, cool. And that's what
3: we're talking about here.
2: Well, I think he's not going to be last year's pain. Yeah, well, I told you six years ago. data says
1: he will be. What makes you think that he will not be last year's pain?
2: Because he was so god-awful. He was. And I know he heard it. He he knows we were all calling, we were all not calling him names. We were coming after him, mm-hmm. like he was playing like dog shit. I think he knows that, and I think he took this off season seriously. Probably putting in a lot of work. That's uh, I'm just going to assume that because okay. Payne's my guy.
1: I agree. I'm sure he did put in a lot of work. My biggest concern is that I think for campaign, just like I've said with Landry Shamet, I think it's less about ability, more about mental strength. Sure and stamina to be able to withstand the chaos that comes with being an NBA player and an NBA player who was in the league, out of the league, back in the Mm -hmm. league, and is now trying to stay in the league. Does he have the mental strength to be able to, when he does have a bad stretch of games, not let that become who he is for the rest of the season?
2: Sure. No, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, and with him, you know, it is a little bit more mental than, than, than usual because um, there's just tendencies that he has uh, when when he's not playing at his peak and they come back to, to bite him like later in the game. So I get that. But I think he can overcome that if he just does the things that he did to get back when he came back from China in the first place. So, you know, sometimes these these players listen. He had a really good year. He got a contract extension. And while we might not think it's like huge comparatively to other guys in the league, for him it was a big deal because he was able to stick around the league or at least get paid for sticking around the league for the next couple of years. And I think there's a there's a human nature tendency to just kind of let your guards up and just kind of relax a little bit. And I think he did that to a degree and it fucked him all up. And he didn't have that hunger about him like he did the first year and a half.
3: I think this is as much on Monty as it is on Cam this year. Monty was the guy... That seemed to unlock him in in that bubble and in that in that finals run year. Uh, if it is mental, and we hear everything about Monty being a great players coach, being a great motivator. Here you go, Monty. Like, let's—this let's. could be your greatest achievement is bringing Campaign's career back from the dead a second time. But
1: I think that's the thing. I think Monty did what he could do with Campaign last year. I think Monty put all his eggs in every basket that he had available to him. Because look at how many times we talked about why didn't Aaron Holiday get any run. Because Monty had to keep going with Campaign because the minute you pull Campaign— mentally he's done and but, there's no coming back from that
2: but also like he was playing language or not language but alfred payton so pfft.
3: look
1: well, yeah but again either way yeah. like he he stuck with campaign until the very last second that he possibly could
3: i'm,
2: I'm
1: right and sometimes it was to the de- detriment of the team
2: it is painful to hear you guys I, bag on cam like that's, this that's i because love
1: cam i think cam is a great human being and i think cam has the potential to be a good basketball player but the mental hurdles i think are what's stopping him from having that i'm success.
3: gonna throw on the tinfoil hat and and go go to my corner Saul is only saying this because he realizes right now if they give up on campaign, that means Landry Schammett is the backup <laughs> point guard. So Saul will be the biggest campaign fan until they trade for a backup point guard not named Landry Schammett. Well. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> All I know is we shall see on campaign, and we just found out officially because the deadline has come and gone, and we got a Wode street that Cam Johnson has not gotten an extension uh, with Phoenix and then he will head to Restricted Free Agency this upcoming summer. Awesome. Hooray! We so get to relive the same crap we did last this. year. Yay!
3: Now, great. We get two more days of the Suns vibes are awful because they couldn't sign Cam. Obviously, Cam isn't sold on being there.
1: Same old Suns. They just can't do it. They don't want to spend the money. <sighs> You know what would really help everybody right now? OGs. Damn OGs. That's right. Y'all knew exactly where we were going with this one. If you guys need to take your mind off of the fact that Cam Johnson did not get an extension from the Phoenix Suns, or maybe you just want to go to bed a little bit earlier today so that you can start fresh again tomorrow, OGs has got you covered with all of their different types of gummies that they offer, including the brand new Sleep Edition Gummy. And that one is a two-to-one THC CBN ratio gummy. And CBN, of course, is the compound that helps specifically with staying and falling asleep. It's also in the aqua berry flavor, which is quite delightful. (laughs) Uh, Highly recommend checking out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands. Or you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase.
2: Who posted that comment from our account?
1: Uh, Where are the party me. poppers,
2: guys? No celebrations for this one?
1: Yeah, from like Gerald's. <laughs> Gerald, yeah, when we popped. Why when we popped would we do that? Why would we do
2: that for not getting cam signed You're fired, no, it's Jacob!
1: A, it's a
3: joke. Get it? <laughs> no, I don't get it. That's it's why non funny people shouldn't make jokes. It's
2: a terrible joke, <laughs> it's awful.
3: Go back into your Go back to your Jacob.
2: producing.
3: And that's why I make the comments.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Oh, Emma just told boo, you so. Boo, Jacob. Boo.
1: Get Wait, so fucked, what exactly Jacob. happened? What I'm confused. So we put, so PHNX put a comment in our show <laughs> that <laughs> was not funny, but trying to be funny. Where are the yes. party
2: poppers,
3: guys? And
1: now we're mad at whoever no did it. It was yeah. Jacob. Jacob. Okay. We know that now. Okay, now we
3: we knew that when we read it wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Jacob. Everybody in the chat do it.
1: (laughs) Oh no! Well, at least we have somebody to be mad at outside of just the Suns for the whole Cam Johnson (laughs) thing.
3: Look, I just—it does not surprise me, and hopefully, whoever owns this team. Opens the purse strings <laughs> next off season, and it's not a wait to match somebody else's offer.
2: Everybody's booing Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, there we go. I love the chat. I do
3: on. love hello saying it was DNVR. If, it funny.
1: was. It was DNVR. they they were adding salt to the <laughs> to the wound.
2: Jacob didn't so extend rude. cam. That's <laughs> Apple right.
1: Bots or go punch Emma, go punch Jacob. Okay, but that's no. your boss.
2: No. I think maybe everything, every time something goes wrong here on this show, we just call it a Jacob. Oh, <laughs> poor Jacob.
3: Oh, man.
2: Literally, in all honesty, Jacob is one of the hardest working guys I've ever been around. And I love you.
3: Steve advice Emma is spicy. Jacob is funny. This show was a bullshit. <laughs> That's a callback joke, everybody. That's
1: a good one. Okay, Dagoon brought up a good point. Isn't Cam Johnson's agent Book's dad? Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's trying to hold Melvin back. Booker is one of Cam Johnson's agents. <laughs> I, I feel like I, was, I had more faith that it would get done because his agent was Melvin Booker and that the relationship there would be solid enough to have a good amount of... of Positive negotiations happening behind the scenes. I thought so too. I'm so confused as to why.
3: I, I feel like this is when you call you call your higher up supervisor and you're like, "Hey, I need X amount in the account because I got to buy something," and they never call you back. Like, I feel like this was who's holding the purse strings right now? Who's really approving four years, seventy five million right now? Like. You're but trying it's not to sell. their
1: money but, anymore, but, really. But so that's why part not? Why?
3: Because you're trying to sell this team. you're trying to keep the books clean partially too, because you don't want to sell them with inflated salary. Usually what happens in a lot of these sports cases is they offload salary before a sale. Since this thing is so uh, is so uh, quick that it's gonna happen, you won't see that, but it doesn't surprise me that they didn't add another 70, 80 million to the books for four years while they're trying to sell. I think it's as simple as that.
1: I'm going to go with that. Dagoon also said maybe that's why it didn't get done. They have a gentleman's agreement. I'm going to go with that because it makes me feel a little bit better about the whole <laughs> situation. So that's what we have. That's what we're going with, people. Okay, so nothing to worry about. Everything is really good over here. The vibes are immaculate. The vibes are immaculate. <laughs> I promise you, we are in really good hands. Everything's going to be okay. Why do we sound like we have Stockholms syndrome? <laughs> It'll be okay. Everything's (laughs) all right. (laughs) Because essentially, we do. We have trauma from past history of being let down over and over and over again when we shouldn't be let down. It's okay. Not just us. No. No, it's not just us. First hand
2: experience for these two right here.
1: Also, from the fan (laughs) perspective, too, though.
2: I know, but I'm not as jaded as you two.
1: Yeah, well, it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be all right. <laughs> Everything's good. This <laughs> 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 Oh god, they're immaculate.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm so we're going to go now. Oh, Thank you guys
1: for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Hopefully, we will have some sort of update from somebody from practice tomorrow. <laughs> As far as the Cam Johnson extension thing, I'm talking about, like, James right Jones, there. you know.
2: Hopefully we get somebody to talk to us tomorrow from somewhere. All right. We'll see you then. I
1: mean, <laughs> we are talking about the sun, so.
3: Gerald did get ghosted, so. It's
1: not really that far off as, as God, what all like, goes down over like, there. I feel so. like Gerald
3: was on
2: the show, like, a year ago. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: Okay, for real, for real. Goodbye, everybody. We appreciate you. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at GeraldBorge. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
3: Just remember, I'm not ready to commit to you long term, but I would like the option to reconsider hey, yo, next summer. Retro hoy. hoi. Megas and control, and he
2: never gonna let go. PH and X though, Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we hit to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B, always on the job. My team moved like the